Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the main event. Seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top. Who's in the streets? This is U.S. Senator John Ossoff. Hey, Atlanta, this is Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones. The new Shelley Winter Show here on WSB Radio, weeknights from 7 to 10 p.m. Keep up good work, Shelley. He's a man of the night. You are a liberal moron. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Shelley Winter Show, the abbreviated hour version every Thursday after Bulldogs Live. We're on till 10 o'clock. And so what we do on Thursday nights, uh, we don't take your calls. And I kind of have some stories. But at some point, I'm going to run through a bunch of news that you need to know. And with my little, you know, opinion on it. Uh, going to talk about the World Series. Did you know there was a World Series? No one knew because no one watched. Uh, Interpol reveals the most seized drug um, uh, during global crackdown. And uh, it's not what you think it is. And uh, Reese's. Candy Reese's, great candy. How do you pronounce it, Mike? Reese's. Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. They're saying people have been pronouncing it wrong for years. But we're not the ones. People have called it something else that I never heard before in my life until I read this article. Well, I can't wait because I have heard some people pronounce it a little bit differently. So I can't wait to hear yeah, that article. that's coming up later on. Um, also, um, ceasefire, you heard in the news... Um, People calling for a ceasefire. Um, I want to talk about that. But I want to start off a little light tonight. I was at an event last night, and I was talking to a gentleman. We're just, you know, shooting the stuff. And, uh, you know, he said he was married. I said, oh, how long have you been married? He said, 36 years. And I said, wow, good for you. And he said, yeah, yeah, you know, it's great and everything. He said, then he stopped and he said, but it's a lot of work and it's hard sometimes. And so we talked on and went to different subjects and stuff. But as I was driving home, I thought to myself, hmm, I've heard that before. I know it myself. I've heard it from others. It's hard and it's a lot of work. It's hard and it's a lot of work. Relationships, marriage, it's hard, it's a lot of work. So as I'm driving home, (coughs) excuse me, as I'm driving home, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, why would you sign up for something that you know going in is hard and a lot of work, right? So we work every single day, all of you listening, myself, Mike, everyone on the air, Uh, everyone at uh, WSB, uh, you guys listening, we all go to work. But there's a reason why we go to work. We go to work so we can provide, put a roof over our heads, provide food for ourselves or our families, whatever. But we go to work 
because we know that's how we're going to live. We have to earn money in order to live. We need food. We need shelter. Two weeks a year, we take a vacation someplace, whatever. Whether you're single, married, doesn't matter. But we go to work every day. Whether you like your job or hate it, you go to work every day. There's a reason why you do it. You may not like it, but there's a reason why you do it. So, again, I go back to why would we volunteer for something that we know going in, we've heard it over and over, we've heard it from men, we've heard it from women, it's hard and it's a lot of work. But we all sign up for it. We all get into relationships. Many of us will get married or are married now. But we all did it voluntarily. No one forced us to do it. I mean, you might have gotten a woman pregnant and had to marry her, but, you know, we're not talking to you. Shotgun wedding. We're not talking to you. We're talking about people who voluntarily voluntarily sign up to get into a relationship, maybe get married, knowing that it's hard and it's a lot of work. And I couldn't, driving home, I'm thinking about this, and I'm saying, why would we as humans do that? It's so much more logical to just stay by yourself. It's so much more logical. You keep all your money. You can do what you want when you want to do it. You don't have to worry about other people's feelings. You don't have to negotiate dinner. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's so much more logical. And I'll get to the emotional side. But it's so much more logical just to be by yourself. It works. But then, as I'm driving home, it hit me. We don't actually voluntarily sign up to be in a relationship or get married. We fall in love. That's what happens. And love is completely illogical. Completely illogical. But that's what happens. We meet somebody. We meet somebody. We fall in love. We want to be around them. We want to grow with them. We get in a relationship with them. It's hard. It's a lot of work, but we love them, so we stay. Then we put a ring on their hand, we get married, and we live happily ever after, after. except that it's hard and it's a lot of work. But the reason why we sign up for it, ladies and gentlemen, is because we fall in love. And I think that is what's missing in today's world. I think that there are a lot of people who look for security or beauty or nice body or makes a lot of money, great job, whatever it is. We look for all of those things first and then we hope that we fall in love. And even if we don't fall in love, we can still be with them because they're beautiful, they're good looking, they got a nice body, they have money, They have a great job. They have status, whatever the case may be. And I think the reason why this world is turned upside down the way it is is because everyone's looking for everything else but love. Everyone's out here chasing things, looking for things, checklists. Men have them. Women have them. Checklists, tall, dark, and handsome, rich, whatever. Big breast, big butt, fine body, fine face, tall, whatever. Whatever it is men have on their list. 
But no one has on their list love. No one has that on their list. And that's why things are so screwed up. Because if everyone sought love first, whether it's a interpersonal relationship at work, loving your coworkers, loving your partners, you know, it's here at the station, loving Mike, Mike loving me, me loving Jackson, me loving Jennifer, not looking for extraneous, not looking to see if you work hard or you come on time or anything, looking for love first and starting with that as our central premise. I want to love you first and not in the biblical love your neighbor. I'm talking about an actual person that you say, I love this person. If they ask for something, I will give it to them. I think that's the problem with this world. You won't have Israel Hamas if we start it with love and not with land or religion or history or anything. Start with love. We wouldn't have Democrats fighting Republicans in the Congress if we started with love first. And all of that came from a conversation with a guy who said, I've been married 36 years, but it's hard and it's a lot of work. But he's in love. And that's what he had first. And that's why he's 36 years down the line. To Shelly Winter Show. We got politics. I just want to start there, have some fun. Thursday night, short edition. We get off at 12. Um, we get off at 10 o'clock. I'm wishful thinking on my part. We get off at 10 o'clock. We're going to speed through the news. Oh, man, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Shelly Winter Show. We air every Monday through Friday, 7 to 10, on this great station, 95.5 WSB Atlantis News and Talk. Now, during football season, Bulldogs Live uh, airs uh, 7 to 9, and we come on from 9 to 10. And this is an abbreviated version of the Shelly Winter Show on Thursday night. So you heard in the news, um, people are calling for a ceasefire uh, calling, telling, basically telling Israel to stop shooting, stop bombing uh, Gaza, and people have been calling for a ceasefire since since the first bombs were dropped in Gaza. Even though Israel spent like two and a half weeks chilling, just having massing uh, massing soldiers at the border, and they didn't do anything. But as soon as the first rocket was sent, uh, was shot by Israel, it was people started yelling, ceasefire, ceasefire, ceasefire. I don't agree with that. I'll tell you why. If I'm Israel, I'm bombing Gaza until they give every hostage back and turn over every organizer and every participant in the October 7th attack. Now... That being said, I also understand that innocent civilians are dying, children, women, elderly. I talked about it the other night. But I understand Israel's point. No, you came into our country, slaughtered 1,400 people, many of which were women, the elderly, and children, non-army members. You killed innocent civilians. So we're going to bomb you, and you took hostages. And we're going to bomb you until you give everyone back. There's a, uh, um, a collage of photos of 32 children who are being held in the tunnels in Gaza. 
32 Israeli children being held hostage. You don't get a you don't get the call for a ceasefire until we get all 32 of those children back. You don't get to say, "Hey, let's chill, let's get you back." No, 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 no. Give everyone back that you took. Turn over every terrorist that went into that country and killed women and children and the elderly. Give us every organizer of that attack, and then we will talk about a ceasefire. But just calling for a ceasefire, I'm with Israel on this one. No, no, no. You started this war. You started, you attacked us. We get to level you, and then we'll discuss a ceasefire. I mean, if you beat me up in the street, when I come back, I'm doing a lot more harm to you than you did to me. I'm walking down the street, and the guy just runs up on me and starts beating me up. I go to the hospital for a couple days, get out the hospital, I hit the gym, I get stronger. I see that guy, I'm doing a lot more damage to him than he did to me. And that's what this is. Israel was just chilling on October 6th. Everyone went home, went to work on October 6th, went to bed, got up October 7th, all hell broke loose because you attacked them. And they will reign hell on you until you give back every hostage, including these 32 children, and you turn over every organizer and every participant. Turn them over, send them over the border, give them to us. We will do what we think needs to be done, some show trial, <laughs> and then hang them in a public square. But I'm, I, I'm not for, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not for a ceasefire at all. So... As I said, we only have an hour, so I'm running through things. By the way, uh, Mike, Magic Mike on the Wheels of Steel, you are a sports fan. Yes, I am. Did you watch any of the five games of the World Series? <laughs> I only watched the parts of the games that were on while we were here. So that's, okay, that's a good answer because we were working. I'm a gambler, so I watched four of the five. I actually forgot. Last night's game was on. I me thought too. it was Thursday. Yeah. I had too. no idea. I'm watching ESPN this morning. I said, oh, wow, game five was yesterday. One, here's just, uh, uh, overnights. World Series averaged 9.11 million viewers, making it the least watched World Series in TV history. Now, what do you think it is? Texas, huge market. Arizona, I think 11th, I think Texas is number five. Huge TV markets, top 20, top 15. Why do you think it was the least watched fall classic in TV history? I think there are a few factors in that. One, I don't think these two teams are traditional powers. Arizona won a championship in 2001. This is Texas's first ever championship, so that's a big factor. Um, and also that this wonky little playoff system where these teams came out of nowhere, you know, um, uh, for a time, both of these teams were kind of on the ropes there and then they, they got hot and good for them. They were the hot team, but these are not those historical teams. These are not the, the brave teams that we saw this year. This is not, uh, any of those Boston Red Sox teams or the, the Yankees teams that we saw in the past few decades. So it's not, a, it, neither of the teams are teams that we love. We don't hate them. So there's really no reason to watch them. And when they both got there and there's no other team for us to cheer for, we all said, oh, okay, yeah. So 
everything you said is a thousand percent correct. Everything. Great breakdown. For me, if I didn't have money, because I took Arizona in a series and then I took them in a couple games. Obviously, I took them in game one. I won. Took them again in game two, lost. And took them again in game four and lost. Um, but I'm a gambler. So I put it on the studio just to watch my money. If I didn't bet on those uh, games, if I didn't bet on Arizona to win the series or bet on them in individual games, I would not have been interested in this World Series. And I'm a sports fan. The World Series is huge. I think it's everything to do with what you said. I'm not going to repeat it. Well said. I think the biggest thing is that these were not good teams all throughout the year. So we never heard of them until they made it to the World Series. I couldn't tell you one player, one starting pitcher, pitcher on the Texas Rangers or the Arizona Diamondbacks. I couldn't tell you a star player on either team. And I follow sports. But the good news for us gamblers, the Rangers were the biggest World Series long shot in 20 years. They opened at the beginning of season at plus 5,000 to win the World Series. That's good news for gamblers and for Texas Rangers fans who put 100 bucks on the Rangers on a lark. I'm in Vegas. I'm going to put $100 down on them to win the World Series. It'll never happen. Congratulations. We got more. I'm zooming through these stories till 10 o'clock. We'll be right back. announce it when we were when I was on my on my way home big Bobby Knight fan always loved Bobby Knight um I didn't have a problem with him yelling at refs I didn't have a problem with him being fiery I didn't have a problem with his quotes he's a good coach and his players loved him well maybe not Keith uh, what's the guy he kicked in the butt was that Keith Smart I think so. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Key Smart, but, but yeah, Key Smart else. Ended, yeah, but Key Smart ended up hitting that I hate to say it because it's bad memories. That corner jumper with Harry Harry uh, Howard Trish in his face, nineteen eighty seven championship game, Syracuse University. I was a senior. We were well on our way to winning the uh, national championship in my senior year and Keith Smart hit that jumper from the corner. Oh, God, I shouldn't even have brought it up because it's such bad memories. Such bad memories. If only Derek Coleman could have hit his free throws. <laughs> I'll tell that story one another time. Anyway, rest in peace, Bobby Knight. Also uh, passing away today, Walter Davis, uh, Phoenix Suns leading scorer, all-time leading scorer for the Phoenix Suns. Also, uh, alumni, uh, alumnus of the uh, um, North Carolina Tar Heels. And great guard, great player, great guy. Uh, rest in peace to him. He died at 69 years old. It's um, um, natural causes. So uh, I remember watching him play also. Um, so rest in peace to both basketball legends, Walter Davis and Bobby Knight. Um so Interpol, Interpol, excuse me, reveals the most seized drug during their global crackdown. And it's not weed, it's not pills, well it's pills but not like drug pills, not cocaine, nothing like that, not heroin, nothing like that. Do you know what Interpol's most seized drug is? ED medication. 
They seize more counterfeit ED medication than anything else. And when I first read that, I thought to myself, well, that makes sense. Because I've only heard, I wouldn't know, but that stuff can be very expensive. I've only heard, I don't know, but that stuff can be very expensive. So, and it's a, it's sildenafil is the uh, chemical name of, of Viagra, and uh, I, uh, Cialis is something else, Top of something. I don't know the name of that one. But fairly easy to make, fairly easy to put a V on one and a C on the other and ship it across the uh, world and sell it for pennies on a dollar. Um, but Interpol reveals most seized drug is ED medication. Very interesting. Not weed, not heroin, not cocaine, not acid, not meth, not any of these addictive drugs, ED medication. So here, here, here's where I have the problem, right? And I get it. You know, there's going to be somebody out there who who wants to, you know, moralize this whole thing. Oh my gosh, it's 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 illegal, and you shouldn't do it, right? But isn't the whole purpose of this kind of stuff to stop somebody, like you said, from doing something either addictive or something that's going to ruin their life? I would imagine, like you said, I don't need it either. Knock on wood. Um, if you need that, you're already at a point where your life is pretty much ruined, right? right. Like that could be the end of your marriage, could be the end of, of, of a lot of things you got going on. So if you're out there getting knockoff ED, then medicine, then can we just let that, ha can we just let them be okay? So what you're saying is it's like, it's it's not weed, it's not heroin, it's not cocaine. It's a victimless crime. The right. only victims are probably their wives who didn't want anything to do with them anyway. Well, no, the real victims are the manufacturers. Those are the ones who want you to crack down because those are the guys charging $890 for 30 of them I've only heard. Right, but, I mean, <laughs> they could also, and this is another problem I have, because they could also just charge you $50 right. for a month's supply and still make a profit. Exactly. Um, you're Well said, brother. Well said. You're on fire tonight. Well, thank you, man. You're you, on fire tonight. You don't tonight. normally let me get behind the mic yeah, and, and go off, but tonight. thank you. I appreciate but it. But you're absolutely right. Why should why Why crack down on this? Um, you know, I, so I'm going to piss off some advertisers. I don't mean to. Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. I don't know if we should do that to the advertisers. Everybody else is fine, but the advertisers, I don't okay. know if we should do that. Okay. I'm not going to piss them off. I'm just going to say this. I believe, I haven't gotten there yet, but I believe that ED is a function of a 36 year marriage. <laughs> Now you're not pissing off advertisers. You might be pissing off a bunch of women. Though. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You looking at the same face, the same body, 40, 30 years in, it's going to be hard. Old Johnny's not going to work the same as he did on wedding night. I'm just saying. That's. I'm just going to leave it right there. But that's my that's that's my uh, my thought on that. I'll leave it there before I get in trouble. So <laughs> when we come back. <laughs> It is cold outside. Yes, it is. It is very cold outside. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about... So, I've. I, here's the headline. Have you been saying Reese's wrong the whole time? Hershey's, reveal, Hershey's reveals the correct way to pronounce the name of the popular candy. And it, this is the continuation. 
And it turns out many have been doing it incorrectly for years. Well, I call it Reese's. You call it Reese's. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anybody say the other name that people call it. I've never heard anybody in my life say it. We're going to talk about it next on The Shelly Winter Show. So Shelly Winter Show, abbreviated Thursday night edition, 9 to 10 o'clock. So, have you been saying Reese's wrong this whole time? I've always called it Reese's. R-E-E-S-E apostrophe S. So it's Reese apostrophe S. Reese's. Mike? Reese's. Yeah. I've never heard anybody not pronounce this candy Reese's. Well, apparently, there are a bunch of people out there, including... Travis Kelsey and his uh, brother, um, uh, uh, Jason, who pronounced it Reese's. So I didn't want to say anything earlier, right? But I've never heard anybody pronounce it Reese's. My cousin, I don't know if she still does now that we're adults, but my cousin used to love Reese's. It's funny, we just had Halloween. My cousin used to love getting the Reese's cups, but she would always call them Reese's cups. She huh. would always call them Reese's cups. And, and she's the only person in your family that did that? Yes. Definitely. But she's not the only person I've heard pronounce it that way, though. See, I've never heard anybody pronounce it Reese's. But I haven't heard anybody do it in a long time. I, I don't know if this is just something back when we were growing up. I just assumed it was something from way, way back, back when we were growing up. Well, yeah. appar apparently uh, Travis Kelsey and others and Jason uh, uh, K Kelsey call it Reese's. And I've never heard that before in my life. I thought everyone knew it's Reese apostrophe S. Therefore, it's Reese's. All right, it's crazy, but apparently we're talking about it, so it's good. But it's already a popular candy. Uh, let's get to some uh, um, political news. The House passed Israel aid uh, funded by IRS cuts. Remember, Mike Johnson wanted to do this. Twelve Democrats voted with the Republicans on, uh, on this um, package. So it's Israeli Security Supplemental Appropriations Act of 2024. $14 billion, uh, yes, $14 billion um, will go to Israel, um, and uh, the uh, it's 226 nays to 196 uh, nays, most Democrats voting against it, but 12 voted with the Republicans. Interestingly enough, the Senate, as you heard in our news broadcast, is already saying it's dead on arrival. They want, the Senate wants a, and you know, Senate is, pretty much, you know, uh, Republican and Democrat, they are pretty much saying they want a Ukraine funding and Israel funding, same time, one bill, send the money. I'm with the Republicans on this. I'm with Mike Johnson on this. Give me a line item for Israel. What do you need? Okay, here it is. Cut from here. Hey, Ukraine, what do you need? We'll give you the money. Cut from here. I'm with the Republicans on this. It's foreign aid. Yes, it's our ally, Israel, our biggest ally. They need the money. We're going to give it to you. But we're going to pull the money from someplace else. The IRS is a great place. Department of Education, another great place. Maybe we should look at transportation, possibly. I don't know. But if you're going to send foreign aid to a country like Ukraine or Israel, Pull it from someplace else in a budget and send the money. 
I'm not against sending the money. I'm just against just making it up out of the blue, finding new money or printing new money to send to these uh, countries. So good for Mike Johnson in the House getting this thing passed. Dead on arrival with the Senate. Joe Biden's already said he's going to veto it, but I'm all for this. Good job, uh, Mr. Uh, Speaker of the House Johnson. Also, good news. Um, Britney Spears' memoir sold, um, uh, what is it, 1.1 million copies in its first week in the U.S. Britney Spears. Uh, Britney, yeah, Britney Spears. I'm happy for her. Let me tell you why. A whole bunch of people who worked in politics, mostly for the Trump administration. Trump loses the election. All these people write these books, and they say all the things Democrats want to hear. The media is going to drop bites. and sell. None of those books are selling. But Britney Spears' memoir sells $1.1 million. Good for her. I'm not going to buy it, but I'm happy for her. And it just goes to show you that People are more interested in Britney Spears' life than they are interested in some random administration uh, employee in the Trump administration that's writing a book dogging Donald Trump after working for him for four years. Let's keep it moving. Oh, oh, did you hear this one? A woman was late for her plane. Gates closed. Plane taxied down a runway. Guess what she did? She ran on the runway to try and stop the plane from taking off because she had to get on this plane. Now, I will tell you, crazy as it is, she's nuts for doing it. But I will tell you this. I've missed uh, flights before. I have thought about it. I have thought about it. Never would pull a trigger. But I have thought about, well, what if I just run down on a tarmac, start stand in front of the plane, and they let me on the plane? How would you get there, though? Go down, find that door, and run down that door. That's wonderful. I'm glad that I have to wait in line for like three hours to get through security. But once you get through security, all bets are off. I'm, I'm look, so happy for that. I look, I'm happy for this lady. She did something all of us have thought about doing. She actually did it. Feel Good Stories coming up next on The Shelly Winter Show. end every episode of the Shelley Winter Show with a feel-good story. Here's my feel-good story. I'm a native New Yorker, old enough to have been right there, well, a couple years later, but right there at the start of hip-hop, partied in the uh, Disco Fever, T-Connection. These are early hip-hop clubs when hip-hop started. Moved to the South. Um, took me a while, but I fell in love with Southern hip-hop. Well, the AJC, our cousins over at the AJC have a brand new documentary. You can watch it uh, at AJC.com slash film, I believe. Uh, That's the uh, site you can watch it at. Um, it's, um, It's called The South's Got Something to Say. And it's all about southern hip-hop on the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. And um, good job by the AJC. Um, It premieres tomorrow, November 3rd. You can go for a limited time only. Go to AJC.com forward slash film, I believe. Or just go to AJC.com and find the link. Um, But you'll be able to watch it uh, starting tomorrow for a limited time only. Uh, All four mayors, 
that came after Maynard Jackson are in the documentary. All the outcasts, Andre 3000, Big Boy, Killer Mike, everybody's in it. Um, but it all stems from, the title stems from at the Source Awards, when Outkast uh, won a Source Award, Andre 3000 said at the end of their speech, the South's got something to say. And that's the title of this documentary, celebrating 50 years of hip hop, uh, the Southern influence on hip hop. And I can't wait to watch it, comes out tomorrow. That is my feel good story. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back tomorrow at seven o'clock to 10 o'clock, Freedom Friday. Please tune in. And don't forget, you can listen to every episode of The Shelly Winter Show at WSBRadio.com. Click on On Demand, and you can find all the shows. Also, if you click on Watch Live, we post videos from certain uh, different segments throughout the night on uh, Watch Live. So please follow us. Please do everything you can to help us. God bless you. Talk to you tomorrow at 7. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.